Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This at Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today we are here with Sarah Cook. How are you, Sarah? Really well. Thanks for having me on. It's lovely to be here. No, it's so good to be, for you to be here. So what is your business name and what do you do? Okay, so my business name is Sarah Cook Marketing, so it kind of comes from my name um, and what I do really, it's kind of a combination of both. So I help um, health and wellness business owners to grow and scale their businesses. And I kind of use all of my experience, my passions, my knowledge to help people do that. Ah, that sounds amazing. So what is it all fitness and well-being or do you, do you specifically look after a certain demographic? Because that's blown up over the past few years. There's so many fitness and wellbeing um, businesses about. So who specifically do you look for? Do you have an ideal client? Absolutely. So my, um, I suppose my kind of background is always been within the health and wellness um, industry. I've spent kind of 15 plus years. It sounds really scary when you put it in that context. But... Oh, don't terrifying whenever anyone asks me how long I've been in business. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 I'm only 18, carry on. I know, 21 again, right? Um, so yeah, I've spent a really long time always working within the health and wellness industry. Um, really passionate about it. I've also played sport at a really high level and competed at kind of international level as well. So that kind of interest has been sparked right from a young age um, and kind of always led me into, I always wanted to kind of combine business and health, but my journey, I guess, has kind of led me to where I am today and worked on some of the kind of world's biggest health brands and then kind of transitioned into um, a holistic health and massage therapist when I was on maternity leave. So I was living abroad at the time and I had, when I had my first, well I had both of my children abroad, but I was living abroad, I only had two months maternity leave and wasn't in the space to be going back to work six weeks after giving birth. And decided that I was gonna retrain, learn something that I was interested in that wasn't baby related. It was kind of four months in of having a baby and just needed a bit of adult headspace of something that was totally different. Um, so yeah, I just decided that I was gonna retrain as a holistic health therapist um, and wasn't planning on setting up as a business, but as part of my qualifications, had to you know, do all the kind of practical side of things. And as I had kind of done my qualifications and I'd finished that, the friends and the people that I had been practicing on and case studies came back to me and all sort of said, you know, when can we rebook you? Um, so I thought, you know, why not give this a go, see what happens and became fully booked within a matter of months. And it kind of suddenly dawned on me that actually lots of people have or go into a kind of health and wellness industry because they're passionate about it or their journeys led them into wanting to change and then help other people. And there's nothing within our kind of qualifications really about how to set up and run businesses, let alone the marketing side, let alone how to go out and get clients. And my um, over the last kind of three or four years through different businesses that I've been running, um, it was just the same conversations that I was having and people asking me how I've done it, what I did, um, and the penny kind of dropped that actually I was in a really good position to kind of combine not just my passions but also my knowledge, my experience, plus qualifications. I did a business and marketing degree as well and be able to help other people to turn their passions into a sustainable business. No, it's interesting you say that because I I'm um, about to launch a membership group for salon owners that, you know, does the business side of it because I've run businesses. Well, I mean, if we if we really go back, I've been an entrepreneur since I was about six, five, six years old. You know, I've always been that type of person, right. but I've ran businesses for over 10 years. 
and um, I've kind of been drawn towards the salon industry they're probably only about 40% of my business but um, the help that I give them is so much more holistic because it's such a hand-holding exercise because traditionally it's women that are in that industry and they they don't look for help so when they come across a surveyor that's not a man that's not stuffy that's not going to talk to them in you know legal terms all the time they really warm to it and then they you know advertise it to their friends so I've you know got a good network of of salon owners that I I help and because of that and because of working with salon owners I've, I've built I'm you know about to launch a membership group that that gives them all of those skills that I've been giving them you know even though I'm not um, a marketing guru or a business coach or anything like that but all of the things that they've been asking me because I run my own business kind of giving them all those skills at the same time as everything else so you know I love that I love that you've kind of grabbed all of the different things that you that you've been doing and kind of made that into a business yeah no I really I've, I've always loved helping people and that's one of the reasons that I've always been in that kind of health space other than the kind of benefits that I personally feel from kind of being healthy and that side of things. Um, and I think what's probably interesting is that I've probably been my clients, ideal clients myself at some point throughout all of my kind of journey through, you know, sports injuries to, you know, pregnancy and having some issues there and postnatally and things like that. And I think it's it's really lovely for me to be able to connect from both sides of the the angle really and just kind of help my clients understand their clients a bit more as much as I can help them grow their business so it's kind of that sort of combination of everything as you said no no that and that just makes it such a an easier uh, business to be in if you just love what you do so what was the sport that you were into because I'm massively into my fitness and sport and everything like that so what was the sport that you did um, so I played lacrosse for England, um, oh, yeah. this is something that not many people have heard of, um, but also competed at netball and swimming at a county level as well. So I did a lot of sport when I was was younger and then had various kind of injuries and things, but yeah, still do a lot of sport, a little bit more holistically now as I'm getting older <laughs> and kind of yeah. need to the joints a little bit more. But yeah, no, I love my hot yoga and running now. So. Yeah, I, I'm a runner as well. So I, even though I've had chronic pain in my knees since I was 14 years old, I just completely ignore it and still go running because actually when I'm running, I can't feel it. But it's yeah. before and afterwards or when I'm not in the best of, of, uh, of ways. But I, I have my ways to manage it. So that's good. I think that's it, isn't it? It's knowing your own body, knowing yourself and what you need to do at the different points and re-energise and relax in different ways. Well, I mean, since I was 14, I've been told that I have to give up running and now I'm not 14 anymore and haven't given it up yet. So uh, I, I, hope to, <laughs> I hope to keep going and hope to still be able to uh, walk when I'm an old granny. And if not, I'll just I'll just be very happy in my wheelchair and I will not moan. Although maybe I will. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you're not out running and you're not playing yoga and stuff like that, where can people find you are you are you as active as you should be on social media is that how they can they can get your help yeah facebook's my kind of main point of call um so yeah i've got a um a free group i've got a membership group and um yeah i also work with people on a kind of a one-to-one basis and i do some group programs um every so often through the year as well so facebook's my main place um my free group is healthy business to wealthy business um, and my business page is Sarah Cook Marketing for Health Businesses. So hopefully you'll be able to find that. And then I am on Instagram, 
Um, so that's Sarah Cook Coaching um, or LinkedIn as well and Twitter but I generally am mainly on Facebook so pretty active <laughs> yeah I've not embraced um, Twitter I, I you know I'm, I'm on there but I just yeah, yeah for me it's more kind of the the PR opportunities and the sort of journalist connections rather than necessarily finding clients and I think it's yeah for me that's where it's useful and have you know got some good coverage from from connecting with journalists just using a you know a sort of hashtags on there that people recommend so oh mate all right fine maybe i need to do all that as well <laughs> don't oh. i know well that's the thing is there's only so much time isn't there and it's just focusing on where you know you're going to get the most traction um, exactly I, people are already sick of seeing my face everywhere so I can I can't imagine if I if I start Twitter as well people will be up in arms like can she just stop please now but <laughs> yeah you're definitely all over Facebook I think people please see you right <laughs> yes yes I know ah oh, the joys so um so tell us more about your business then what's the what's the program or the the package or the service that you provide that you love the most where where do you get the most joy so my kind of biggest joy I guess comes from really helping turn people's passions into that sustainable business and I think it's just having the right processes the right structures in place but not at the expense of you servicing your clients because we haven't gone into the health and wellness industry to spend all our time on social media or to do marketing all the time yes it's a massive part of it but actually that's not our zone of genius we've qualified in something that we love doing because we love helping people and for me, that's what I'm really keen on creating is helping people, I guess, identifying their ideal clients from a sense of who do you want to work with, not who you think you should work with. Um, and it's, you know, once you can identify that, then everything just becomes in flow a little bit easier. Um, so I really help people kind of identify that from a foundation level, making sure you've got the right foundations in place so that you then can grow and scale it in the ways that you want to. And there's no model that fits everybody. So it really is a kind of, I suppose a bespoke thing, but helping people in the ways that they want to, because you know, some people want to work fully, fully booked on a one-to-one -one basis. Some people want to learn how to manage that with some one-to-many and kind of scale it in a different way. And it depends on your lifestyle choices as well, I think, doesn't it? You know, one of the amazing things about running your own business is that you are the CEO and you get to choose how you run that business. So it should be fun. And I'm really kind of passionate about helping people create a business that they enjoy rather than doing it because they feel like they should do. Yeah, so, I, I'm a massive advocate for doing what you love. I don't think, I don't think you can work what the way it's required to run a successful business if you don't love what you do and I don't and I think people can tell as well because yeah. people always say to me I can tell you love what you do and I do I just adore yeah. what I do and it would be really hard to continuously fake that yeah it is and I think you have you know people buy from people don't they and it's all about that building the emotional relationships and the connections with people and you can't do that if you're not passionate about what you do so you know soon becomes unstuck or it becomes really exhausting when you're trying to pretend to be someone that you're not so um yeah well it's exhausting when you're being yourself i mean it was yes. only last week the week before that i just said like stop yeah. the wheel i need to get off and i you know got off for the day yeah. I'm not doing anything, absolutely anything. That's it, I'm done. Duvet up, pajamas on, this girl needs to rest. 
Yeah. And I love what I do. Yeah. There is no way you could work the way I work if you didn't adore it. No. You just couldn't. No, you can't. And I, I really learned that from when I became a mum, that you can't look after the people that you want to look after if you don't look after yourself first. And I think that's the same in business and translating that, of, especially within the health and wellness industry, because you are there to help people feel better or finding that solution. You just can't do that physically or emotionally if you don't actually take the time to look after yourself. And I do find a lot of health and wellness people are kind of the worst at looking after themselves because we're so keen on helping other people that we do forget about ourselves sometimes. But it is really important to, to kind of take that time out and practice what we preach occasionally. Yeah, well, I have I have practices in place in order to make sure that I kind of can see when things are coming. Not that you know, not that I necessarily listen to them, but I, you know, I, I do have um, routines in place. I have a nighttime routine, I have a morning routine. I check in on myself to see what I need, and also my time is is blocked out and managed because I'm just so crazy busy that yeah. I need blocks of time for different things and yes I miss stuff and I drop you know, drop balls all the time and that's fine but the first block of time is me time it's always me time because if I didn't do it that way it would be the first thing to go yes yeah so I always block into my me time and then I block in the kids and the husband and if there's any family events or friend yeah. events that and they're all blocked out everything else is work and it yeah. always is but I'm now becoming more conscious of the fact that I need to sleep more. Um, I, yeah. I do have a very rigid um, routine with my nutrition because of my chronic pain. So I, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, deviate very far from that. You know, the, the gin and tonics, um, yeah. of, of being, um, <laughs> they keep me going. So that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think it's really important that you kind of put yourself first. Because like you say, if you're, cup isn't full then you can't pour it for anyone else either exactly yeah definitely and I think in some ways that was the catalyst for me retraining as a holistic health massage therapist because I was absolutely exhausted when I had my son and I think it was at like 4am where I signed up for this course because I was just you know another night feed just I felt so exhausted so drained everything was going into him physically as well um and that was fine, but I realised, and I think it kind of hit that point of going, do you know what, I need to do something for me to be able to look after him in the way that I want to. Um, so yeah, it was interesting that I kind of took that holistic health route as well, of just needing that headspace. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important. And you're right, I think if you don't plan that me time in, it is the first thing to go, because we feel guilty if we do it, but actually you need to do it, do you? Yeah, completely. And whether or not it be you know going to the spa weekend going for a walk you know for me it's the first thing's always running and then after that you know my gym sessions and and stuff like that and then you know kids times and I you know I make sure that we all kind of get our time to to decide what we're doing yeah but all the other I it's very important to me that that they see that their mum works very hard for everything that we have and I have times where you know kind of have to sit them down and say you know chill chill out you know you need to understand that you've got a very privileged lifestyle and you need you know dial it down because you know a mummy can mummy can pull this string at any point she wants so I need to do that with them sometimes and we do lots of charity things to kind of bring them back into that and that's really important to me because you know I wasn't I wasn't brought up in wealth and there's been times where we haven't had any you know we haven't had a pot to piss in and I want them to feel that you know and know that they come from that 
yeah and exactly and it's, it's really important to me that they, there's a level playing field for them that it's not kind of a life of privilege that they turn into a complete and utter arsehole because I'm allergic to arseholes and I don't want to be allergic to my um, children you don't need to do that (laughs) no I agree I mean my children are only little they're only six and four but it's good for them to understand that you know mummy is working and I'm doing things and I can't always be there for you at every single moment so yeah it's good good for them to realize that as well yeah absolutely it's so important as as mums in business I know you dads you know you have the same struggles as well but it's but for for us there's a there's such a uh, a strong bond and connection it's really hard to kind of break that and say to our children that actually mummy you know at this moment in time this business is more important than you because saying more important than you to your children feels like the you know, most insane thing in the whole entire world but sometimes they need to hear actually if mummy doesn't do this then all of those fun things that you were doing last week will no longer happen so yeah exactly let me get on with it (laughs) oh i know yeah or just bugger off i'm working which is what i you know this which is how i actually translate it to my children when i am working yeah true so when you're not working other than the running and everything like that why what kind of brings you joy um, it is the kind of family time and, you know, spending time with friends and, you know, having travel is one of my big things. I love being able to travel and I've always had an interest in kind of different cultures and cooking and that probably fits with that kind of health side of things as well, I guess, of just trying new flavours, really interested to see how people kind of live and do different things. And um, yeah, I spent seven years living in Asia and I think that was really interesting. Oh, lovely, I love Asia. I've travelled all over, yeah. Yeah, and it was, yeah, brilliant to travel. And I think just, even just working in that environment, you know, understanding how different people work and different cultures do things. And it really opened my eyes to kind of actually, we're brought up in a certain way of doing things, but that's not necessarily the right way of doing things. And, you know, everyone can do things in different ways and that's still okay. So it's just, yeah, a lot of it is, um, for me, is just kind of understanding how, I love the psychology behind things as well. I think that's probably one of the reasons that I've always been interested in marketing as to why people buy certain things and that kind of connection between brands and, you know, you walk down a supermarket and why do you pick up, I don't know, a jar of jam instead of the one next door? And that's that's really, I find that really interesting. Um, and I think that's why that kind of love for travel is there for me as well, because we are all different but we can learn so much from each other and I think it's um yeah I kind of have that love for just learning and helping people really. Are you lucky enough to be able to do your job wherever you are in the world? Yeah so that was one of the reasons that I kind of set up what I am doing and not being able to go back into the corporate world partly because I had a bit of a toxic boss and just wasn't ready and didn't want to we've all had them environment and I think you know when you have kids that kind of changes your perspective on things as well doesn't it as to what's important in life um and yeah my husband still travels a lot with work and it just means that I can then I can be there for the kids even though I'll kind of you know we need to do what we need to do with them but um I can be there to pick them up and I can be around to do things but at the same time you know when we're traveling or we're away on holiday then I can still check in and do things if I need to as well so yeah I feel really fortunate that I'm not tied to the desk I'm not tied to anything specific I can take my laptop and I can go and do things and for me that's really important is having that that freedom to be able to do that as well 
Yeah, completely. I, I was saying to somebody only last week, sorry, this week actually, a couple of days ago, that the re, you know, I, she was saying that you know, working, working twenty hours a day, working sixteen hours a day is just insane. She works, you know, three or four hours every day, and it's just enough to kind of tick her by. And I was saying to her that that I love that you know if that works for you that's absolutely yeah. brilliant but for me I like to work you know the the 15 16 17 hours a day whatever it is because I know that in the summer holidays when I you know we we have a little place that we go to in Spain it's completely Spanish there's no English people there at all the kids adore what they do they have the best yeah. life ever and I might have to work one or two hours a week one or two yeah. hours a day whatever it is to keep ticking by what I've built up for all of that time and that for me is the lifestyle that I've always wanted and I think that's it it goes back to kind of we're all different doesn't it you know everyone has different choices in life and if you are in a position that you can choose how you work where you work what you do then you know why not and I think it's really important that we still go back to that even if you're not necessarily in that place right now of still remembering or kind of thinking about what your core values are um and for me kind of freedom and spending time with my family is is that so if you could do anything differently would you change anything no because i've now got to a point where i am in a place i've done various other businesses and they weren't fulfilling for me and i spent i actually did um it was probably about 18 months ago i came across this japanese tool called um ikigai i don't know if you've heard of that um And I'd hit burnout in my previous business and just wasn't feeling particularly fulfilled in it or fulfilled enough to kind of really push it hard. I was working long hours and I just thought, you know what, I'm working for myself. I should be able to choose the hours that I want to, but I don't feel like I'm the best version of myself. I don't feel like I'm the best mum that I want to be. I don't feel like I'm the best wife that I want to be. So what is it that I need to change? And I spent a long time kind of doing some self-reflection and use this Japanese tool. And it's all about finding your sort of purpose in life and pulling together kind of what you're passionate about, what you enjoy doing, what you're good at, and pulling that all together into your kind of purpose, really. And that's kind of what's led me into what I am doing now. And yeah, it's amazing. It kind of I'm surprised it's taken me that long to get there. But actually, I think you all go on a journey and I couldn't have got to where I had done had I not done all of the other things anyway. Is the, the thing, the tool that you're talking about, is that the circles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that, yeah. No, yeah, it's brilliant. And it's one of, yeah, it's one of the things that I, that I that do, not, not do with, but when... So when I'm helping somebody with their business premises and, and you know, one of the things I always say to people is you're not going to find the perfect thing. Yeah. So I, you know, I kind of do that whole thing of, you know, what's the most important thing? What brings you joy? What's the things that we can compromise on? And I bring that all together. Yeah. But also when we're talking about, you know, kind of moving them towards, um, you know, realizing what the business is that they want to build, I'll say to them to do their, their ICA, their ideal client um, avatar, so that they can bring that all, so they understand their business so much more. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, complete, so important to kind of bring that all together as a whole. Yeah, so, no, we're, so we're coming to the end of our podcast and we end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment, which is, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I make it very clear all the time. And I love M&M and I love the eight miles. So 
um, he does all of his rap battles by saying all the worst things about him that he's skinny, he's white, he lives in a trailer, his mum's not a very nice person. So, Sarah, what are the worst things about you? <laughs> um, the worst things about me? I. probably I'm really working hard on it but I feel like I'm a perfectionist and I've really spent a long time to kind of get away from that and actually learn that sometimes done is better than perfection and oh my god I was just about to say that to you I was just about to say word for word that because when I was getting close to burnout the other a couple of weeks ago that's exactly what I kept having to say to myself because there are things that I don't give a shit about and there's things that I'm an absolute perfectionist and I was getting tied up in knots and I kept having to repeat myself like a mantra like an affirmation done is better than perfect done is better than yeah so no well done and I think because of the journey that I've been on personally and the kind of struggles I've had and the self-reflection that I've done I know when I need to as you say when you know that I'm when I'm hitting that kind of burnout point and I know when I'm not getting enough sleep and I know when I'm pushing things at both ends and that's probably my worst trait is that I probably push it a little bit too far and then go okay whoa I really need to step back but because I've gone too far before I know that point where I should be pulling back so yeah I have done a, done a lot of work on myself to kind of get to those points and recognize the bits that I should be working on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we. I mean, we all do it, though, don't we? Yeah. You know, it's really it's hard. In business, I think, because there's always something to do, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, again, no offense to you guys out there, but I think I think it's harder as a as a wife as a as a wife. I know I don't care about the wife bit. I think it's harder as a woman or a, as a mum because you just you're you're being pulled from everywhere. And where it's really yeah. easy for me to say to my husband, who also runs his own business, no. I, my kids can't empathise with me running their own, my own business because they don't run their own business so they they can't draw from experience so saying no to them and saying that I can't make you know m- my daughter's into theatre and all of that stuff and she's just been asked to do another show and, and, and I you know and I've said right, it depends when it is and what time it is and so I, yeah. I can't and we have to get everybody on board with it because you know, your sister will be left on her own for an hour in the house. Ryan's going to have, my husband's going to have to drop you off. But, you know, that weekend that the show's on is your dad's weekend. So it, can he bring it in her and all of that? And for her, she's just like, I want to do the show. And for me, I'm like, I want, you know, if you want to do it, I want you to do it. But I just, there's so many things. So many extra logistics on there. <laughs> the joys of being a mum in business. Absolutely. But then, do you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way because I find it, even as hard as it is and as stressful as it can be, it's nowhere near comparable to what I was doing corporate-wise. So it's definitely, definitely a good decision for me to be in there, despite the logistical fun. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't pay me enough to work for an arsehole again. I, no, no thank you. I am, I've done my time. I will, uh, (laughs) exactly, 100% cheers for that. Yeah, and everyone always has a go at me for not saying what I'm drinking. So I'm drinking Larios gin. What are you drinking? Nice. I've got some white wine tonight. Good. Very proud. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor an episode, please do email us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk. And as I said in the podcast, we are starting a membership group soon and we have a five-day challenge starting on the 30th of March. So if you want to be involved, please do drop us a message and we will send you the links to get to your free space. 
Thank you for listening. Bye.